We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 13 of Prince Kai Fam Pod. I'm Bethany. And I am Ashley. Yay! Today we're going to talk about chapter 15 of Cinder. Uh, but first, how are you? I am good. I have had a stressful five-day week, which is my first week back at work. <laughs> my first full week back at work, and it has been very stressful. And next week I get to teach again. So I am very excited. How was Yay. your week? Busy, but in a good way. Good. I've been working a lot more than I thought I would be, so that's nice. And my job is awesome, so that's also nice. You're bringing home the bacon and enjoying it. I am bringing home the bacon and enjoying it. (laughs) Yes. I I got an award this week from my school for my super cool 4.0, so that's cool. I wasn't expecting that. Yay. And, yeah, that's about it. Nice. Super nerdy stuff. I mean, yeah. I I did some nerdy stuff, too. So our review today was from MRose333, and I found out that she is one of the hosts of the Remember Twilight podcast. Is that the the one you've been listening to? Yes. Oh, my God. That's that's awesome. So I feel very, like, fangirly right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're like, I go. (laughs) (laughs) So it says literary podcast FTW. (laughs) I had to look up. But apparently FTW means for the wind. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know it either. I felt so dumb. And then as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, of course it means for the wind. Duh. But it's so it's five stars and it says just listen to episode 12 and just wanted to say the host Bethany is a gem. Very well spoken and so kind heart looking forward to more episodes. That's so sweet. It is very sweet. So thank you. I was not expecting that at all. And I really appreciate it. We also got a review. Well, we got someone who messaged me, and I consider that a review. So, so this is from G Hasty ninety eight on Instagram, and it says, "Hi, I just wanted to say that I like really love your podcast. I have never listened to one before, and I saw your page pop up and was like, whoa, I love TLC. So I thought I'd try it. I look forward to it every week, even more so now with classes starting back up. Anyway, just wanted to say, or." Anyway, just wanted to give you guys some love. Have a good week. So those are both very nice. Thank you for those. I love getting reviews. I felt very special getting a shout out from another podcast. It's like, kind of feels like we really made it as a podcast now. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) For sure. It's very exciting. It's always good to see another podcast being out there like, yeah, it was dope. (laughs) And I love their podcast so much because... I genuinely, and it, I feel like I go on this rant, but I genuinely think Twilight gets a bad rep. There are some issues, yes, but I feel like it gets a really bad rep. And every single Twilight podcast that I've tried to listen to is just them like making fun of the book, mm-hmm. making fun of the plot, the so, writing, the characters. I don't want to listen to that. That is so not fun for me. No. And these girls, like, they love these books and they're so enthusiastic about it and so knowledgeable, but they, they're they also, like, self-aware of some of the issues that are in the books. Yeah. And it's just, it's so great. It's so nice to actually hear someone talk about something they like. Of course. 
Yeah. And not ratting on it. See, I always thought that the movie ruined the book. I don't think that they did a very good job casting, and they didn't do a great job directing. So the movie ruined the book for me, because I did enjoy them. So, the first movie I saw, because we're on, like, a weird Twilight rant now. Yeah, but we'll come back. So, my sisters are quite a bit younger than I am. Um, They're five years and six years younger than I am. And they read the books, and they really wanted to go see the movie. And my dad was like, I'm not going to go see this movie. So, (laughs) he basically, what we used to do was my parents were divorced, and my dad had full custody, and I had my own apartment. Because I'm so much older than my sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever my dad, like, got called into work because he's a nurse and he needed, like, an easy babysitter, that was me. That was you. Of course, yeah. you're the oldest. That's <laughs> always how it happens. But to make it seem fun, he would call it sisterly bonding time and Aww. SBT for short. So now anytime we talk to each other, we call it SBT. And so this was one of the SBT things. He was like, hey... I need you to watch your sisters for SBT, <laughs> but they really want to see this movie. I don't want to see this movie, but I'll pay for food, drinks, popcorn, the it's tickets, awesome. everything. I'll pay for it. I was like, cool, free movie. And he's like, it's Twilight. And I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> I've heard so many bad Hard things stuff. about it. So I went, I took them to the movie. I left the movie. I was like, you guys, I don't get it. I so don't get it. What do you love so much about this? And they went on this rant and they were like, 14 and 13 at the time and they went on this hella rant about how much they loved the books and that the movie sucked and i was like well now i need to go for the read the book for the fans and then also for my own personal personal reasons what team are you oh i'm team edward oh i'm team jacob jacob deserves no jacob i love him jacob deserves better than the way Bella would have treated him had she ended up choosing him over over Edward. True, but I like him. I actually genuinely think that he was a better character than... I think he was a better Edward. character, but I don't think that he deserved Bella and the way that I she can, would have treated him. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the whole Edward or the whole Jacob Renesmee thing is a oh, little... Bleh. It's a little weird, but you know what? It's unique. It is. It's a a literary choice. Anyways, we're way off topic. I just felt really special getting a shout out from them. Um, So we had new fan art. Did you look at it? I loved it. It was was great. I loved it. You had a... I liked your interpretation of the fan art better than mine. So I will let you describe it. So this week we had a fan art of Cinder from what I saw from how she was posed because she was kind of like looking out into the marketplace and just daydreaming and what I thought was that she was daydreaming about Kai because I figured it was right after she had met him and gotten the android so that's what I saw when I saw it because her eyes were real big and like sitting there dreamily looking out and listfully looking I like your version way better I think that's how I will look at it from now on. But the first time I looked at it, I thought she just kind of looked bored, <laughs> which I guess is accurate because she's at work and she's daydreaming. But yeah. looking at it with your perspective, I definitely noticed more of a whimsical vibe to her expression. Yes. And she, the way she looks out, um, there, I'm, I'm married to an artist. I love him. He is, he's opened my eyes, so to say, about art in general and his his influence has made me more appreciative of different different ways that people make art and interpreting it in a different way so you told me about your way and i was like well she's she's straight daydreaming but i can see that she's bored as well 
But I like your interpretation better. So that's my <laughs> that's my canon now. So that was submitted by Pages, and Pages is spelled P-A-I-G-E-S underscore of underscore art underscore on Instagram. And you can find the link to that on our Instagram. You can also find it on our website. Woo! Website. And I found a way to link the photo with the artist on Instagram. So if you have your fan art on our website, you can now click the link next to it, and it'll take you to that artist's uh, Instagram page. That's sweet. Yes. Not going to lie. So that, took a, that took quite a few hours, but I did make it work, so that's exciting. We also have an update from Channery's Little Devil, our number one correspondent. Definitely. So we talked last week about making eye contact with people while you're talking to them and how Kai could see the the light from Cinder's mm-hmm. interface in her head. Is that the right word? Yes, I would use interface. Okay. Interface is a good one. So Channery's Little Devil says that there are, in some Asian cultures, it's actually impolite to make eye contact. Ooh, it is. And so that would make sense as to why she would have thought, especially on their first meeting, that he wasn't making eye contact and wouldn't notice it. Yeah. But while they're, while she's coming to, of course he's going to be looking at her eyes because he's probably going to be trying to see if she's okay, if her eyes are seated right, if her, yes. if they look real big. If or there's if like an awareness to her eyes, like if the pupils yes. are dilated yes. or something. So that, yeah, that makes sense to me. So thank you very much. Yeah, he was helping her up. So. Yeah. It, I, it never occurred to me. So that was nice of her to, to point that out. And I appreciate getting feedback like that. Very good. So chapter 15, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> this is a really 15. short chapter. It was. It felt really quick when I read it. It didn't feel very quick for me because I was reading it with that 100% okay Let's go through this and read it slow. I read very fast, but read yes. it very slow. I think you, I think you read faster than anyone I've ever met in my whole entire well, life. I went through about a fifth of my book yesterday at DDR, and I didn't read for more than two or three hours. No. All right. So last week we left off with Cinder ducking out of the research offices, <laughs> running away from Kai. <laughs> she wouldn't. She's such a little brat. She she wouldn't let him walk her out. But she had to pull up a map and download a map to figure out her way out of the building. And immediately when I read that, I was like, if only she had Kaidu to help her out. Right? Immediately, I was like, girl, let that boy walk you home. What is wrong with yes. you? Oh, no, the handsome prince wants to walk me out. Whatever would I do? Like, <laughs> girl. Just, hmm. Mm-mm. That girl. <laughs> like, she has other things on her mind, but still. Yeah. Anyways, so she downloaded a map. That's cool. Yeah, She can just download a map in her head every time she's lost. Wouldn't it be so nice? I mean, we can do that already with cell phones, I guess, but... Oh, my cell phone! You forgot to talk about your cell phone case! I forgot to talk about my cell phone case! I'm, I can't believe I forgot that. It's on our Instagram page, and our Facebook page, and it's for the iPhone... Whatever this is that my husband just bought me, I think it's the XR... And it's got a galaxy background, and it says, even in the future, the story begins with Once Upon a Time. And I got it on Red Double. Red Double? Yes. I don't know that one. I don't know it either. I googled Lunar Chronicles phone cases, and it popped up. Hey, that works. I tried to find the artist on Instagram so I could tag her and, like, 
message her to see, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to mention you on our podcast, and I couldn't find her anywhere, so. Oh, bummer. If she's listening, for whatever reason, like, she would be. I mean, this is you're, the only one yeah, right now. Your, uh, your phone case is awesome. Thank you for creating it. Anyways, uh, we have cell phones, so technically, we can just download a map anytime we're lost, and I do all the time, but. But I can't do it in my brain, and that I would know. be so cool to have. Not gonna, not gonna lie, but I'm a tech, I'm a tech geek. So I love. I wonder if it ever. I don't know if it comes up, but I wonder if it ever gives her a headache to constantly have all of this going on in her like peripheral vision. Ooh, I mean, it gives me a headache when I use my phone for too long, which is why I have my or when I game for too long, why I have my blue light filters because the blue light gives me a migraine. Hmm. That's the same reason that I have like a paper white Kindle because I have a sister with the fire Kindle and I can't read it. It's just it's too, too bright. It's too much. Yeah. But the paper white is is perfect. perfect. I have one too. I love it. It's the best. Yes. No Kindles. <laughs> yes. If you have to have a Kindle, it's it's pretty great. So, anyways, uh, she downloads this map because she's a stubborn little badupa and won't let <laughs> Kai just walk her home. Yeah. And it talks. I empathize a lot here, especially because yesterday I had like a severe panic attack and some anxiety issues for no reason at all. Which is really annoying, but anyone who has anxiety knows that sometimes it just pops up. Yep. So, but I can really under, I can really like empathize here when it talks about how the nerves are like funneling through her whole body. Well, she's had a day. She has had a, and we've, I just, uh, she had probably, a day. It's probably because we're reading these so slowly and it's just one chapter, but we're like, 128 pages into the book and so much has happened and we've learned so much and it's the same day and I just it's so overwhelming that it's the same day same day and everything that she's learned about herself too she has learned a lot about herself this is a lot of like self reflection and self discovery through these experiences that's a good point and how she so I have it underlined is a valuable one She's a volunteer, but she's a valuable one. She's precious. And for the first time, I think, ever in her life, she means something. And somebody wants her. Yes. Yes. And I think that's a big... That's why I underlined it. And that's I, a big one. I love how throughout the chapter, Iko focuses so much on that word. Have you listened to the audiobook of this chapter? Yes. It's, it's a, been a while. <laughs> it's adorable the way that... The voice actress Rebecca Soler does Aiko's voice when she says valuable. It's like, valuable. (laughs) It's so adorable and it's so applicable. And I like how much they focus on that one word because, like you said, she's never felt valuable in her life. Ever. She's never been treated as anything but dirt. A workhorse. Yeah. Well. A slave almost. uh, Yeah. I. There's a lot of problematic circumstances going on for her and for cyborgs and we'll Mm -hmm. get into that a lot in this chapter yes i like that we get such a different view of the city because the way that they describe have you seen the show futurama it's been since like it was actually on the air so it's on hulu if, if anybody wants to go watch it but the way that she describes like looking out into the city and seeing the hustle, the bustle, the beautiful gleaming buildings, the net screens everywhere, the hover cars going in and out of the buildings and around. I picture that first scene in the show Futurama when Fry wakes up and he looks around and it's just (laughs) 
tall, colorful buildings everywhere and television screens everywhere and yeah. billboards that are television screens, which is a current thing now. But in 1999, it was not. It was not a common thing. So, but I, that's what I picture. I'll, I'll share a picture to our Instagram in case no one listening knows what Futurama is. I didn't is. necessarily picture picture that. What I, what I saw when I read this chapter was how starstruck she was. Because she had been living at that lower level, but here in the palace, when she looks out, she can see the beauty that the city actually holds. Well, and she talked about how she felt uncomfortable in the cleanness of the building. <laughs> like, and how, how nice it was. From ground level, New Beijing was a mess. Too many buildings crammed into too little space. The streets untended. Power lines and clotheslines strung across every alley. Intruding vines screwing up every concrete wall. So it does sound like a mess. It sounds very chaotic. chaotic. Yes. But some people thrive in that chaos. My husband is one of those people that thrives in the chaos of life and of games in general. When we play D&D, he is a chaotic, neutral individual. So that chaos could is beautiful to people. And I think, I mean, she does say, she goes on after what you just read, that atop the cliff the, and three stories up, the city was beautiful. I have that underlined. Because that, that really struck out to me. Because there's, there's beauty in that chaos. And I think that... I think that being able to see that beauty is something that is different now. I don't think she would have been able to appreciate that had she not gone through the days she just did. True. Very true. Okay, she, for some reason, has to go back to Audrey. I talked about this a lot during that chapter because I just cannot wrap my brain around how she has to go back to Audrey. But she's her guardian. Audrey doesn't want her. I just, anyway, I, I get right. it. Sometimes, like, we, I mean, we have to accept the things that we don't want in life. In the military, it's called embracing the suck. It's been the phrase of the week, so that's why I'm saying it. Uh, it's, it's embracing that, you know, there's going to be tough times ahead, but at the, the end point is, is the goal. And getting through that suck is going to make you a better person, and you're going to see the grass is greener on that other side after the suck. What's weird is that she actually does have something to look forward to now. And 24 hours earlier, she did not, as far as we know. Prior to what happened with PME, the most she had to look forward to was seeing Aiko and hanging out with her at work without Audrey and Pearl around. She didn't have a future to look ahead to. No. And now she knows that. Despite the fact that she lost her sister, which is a struggle mm-hmm. that she's going to continue to deal with, now she knows that she's valuable. She might have an escape path with this new secret income. It's funny you say that because that's what my quote is about. Yes. We'll get there at the end. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I think I think she's she's appreciating life. In this in this whole chapter, I feel like she really does appreciate her her life. And I feel like but, because of her circumstances, she's never appreciated it before. Correct. She's always felt like she was a burden. Well, and especially in this chapter, the way that Audrey treats her for being cyborg, like it's something that she did to other people, not something that was done to her. Yeah. So I don't think she's ever been grateful for the life-saving operations that they gave her. Yeah. Because and I don't blame her. I don't think I would feel grateful either. Not at all. So, she's going back. 
it's very like ominous and foreboding. And now we get to see Audrey. What are your thoughts on Audrey? I hate her. I I'm gonna say it because it's it's strong. I think she's a. F- It'll get <laughs> it'll get bleeped, but beep, it's beep, the beep. one that starts with a C. <laughs> yes, I think she is. So that I don't beep it, and people think it's the one that starts with a B. It no, starts no. with a C, as in cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charlie. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, military coming out. Yeah, I don't like her. I think my first intera- my our first interactions with her are absolutely terrible. She is getting dresses for her daughters, her biological daughters, instead of for all of them. Yes. And she frivolously spending the money that Cinder brings in for them is what I, I immediately got. And in here she treats her so rude. So mean. Such a little bitch. Such a little butt hot. Sorry. I think bleep, bleep, that bleep, 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 bleep. And fine. <laughs> I think that Audrey is so well written. She I do is. not like her. But here's the thing. Often when we have Cinderella retellings, especially like the Disney versions, the stepmother is seen as shallow and frivolous and Mm -hmm. spending money on her daughters and getting them dresses while lying to Cinderella about getting her a dress. But in this chapter, we see a very dark side to this stepmother. She's not just frivolously spending money. She's not just excluding Cinder from going to a ball. This is so much bigger than putting on a pretty dress and going to the ball. It is. And it makes what Disney Cinderella went through look like child play. <laughs> like, the fact that she's furious at Cinder for being alive still, that right. alone separates her from the comical version we get in other, other stories. stories. Yeah. Well, you have to remind me, but in the, was it Grimm fairy tale? Grimm is the original, yes. Well, she this bad? Grimm is the original retelling. She, I don't remember. I haven't read it in years, but. So again, she is bad, but the focus isn't. It isn't necessarily on their interactions between the two, is The it? focus is often on not that she's necessarily bad in this context. She's bad in the context that she's shallow. Yes. She prioritizes her children over Cinder. She alienates Cinder. She makes it very obvious that Cinder is separate. Mm -hmm. That's all true to Cinderella. What I think sets Audrey apart from the other stepmother villains in in Cinderella retellings is that Audrey is vindictive in a way that could end in death, and a lot of them aren't. Mm -hmm. Audrey lost Mm -hmm. her daughter and a mere hour later was ready to kill off the other one. Yeah, instead of appreciating that she still has two of her three children. Yes. Because they are, she was adopted by you and your husband. Yes, your husband went out and did this without much of your consent, but at the same time, it's still your child. You don't just, you don't just kick a child out. The thing is, like, my husband and I have been together for a very long time. Um, Two days ago was seven years since the first time he proposed. And (laughs) May was nine years since we've been dating. We met when I was 15. I know him very well. Mm -hmm. I can guess with, I would say, like 90% accuracy how he's going to react to different situations. Yeah. So I would assume that her husband could could also predict how she would react to certain situations, especially if they've been together long enough to have an 18 year old and 16 year old daughter. Definitely. Or children, I mean. Well,. Okay, I apologize. I guess they would have been 9 and 12 when Cinder was adopted. But either way, it's interesting that 
Garen adopted this child because presumably he would have known that Audrey would react like this. He should have, but one of the things that I underlined was Garen's death wasn't my fault, is what Cinder actually says. Yeah, he died, and maybe that's why she's so resentful of Cinder, because sometimes joyous moments can be spoiled by something bad happening. That's true. And having a death in the family while trying to receive another child, that could could have tainted her viewpoint on what Cinder. I don't think that she would have been much better had Garen lived, but only because I think that I think that Audrey is a terrible person. Okay. I don't yeah. think that she's a victim of her circumstances. I think that she has problematic personality traits. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even if Garen had survived, she would have tolerated Cinder at a nicer level, but only to appease Garen, not because she felt an emotional connection to the child. Which is sad. It is sad. And what really bothers me is that I'm adopted. My parents met when I was three months old. Mm-hmm. And my dad has never once introduced me as like, oh, this is my ex-wife's daughter. No, it's it, my daughter. This is my daughter. He makes jokes sometimes about like, hey, hey, guess which one's adopted? Because I'm the shortest person in my family. <laughs> my 13-year-old niece is three inches taller than me. Mm, I feel So my sister Lindsay is 5'11". My sister Samantha is 5'9". My sister Ivy is 5'9". I'm five foot two if you round up. <laughs> so my dad likes to joke when like me and my sisters are all together. He likes to joke and be like, hey, hey guess which one is adopted? Because it's really obvious. My yeah. dad is like six two. Oh, so there's know. all these people like towering over you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess which one's adopted. Really, real shocker. And they all have pale skin. I've got Romanian skin. So mine's a little bit darker. Little bit darker. Like, so, but never once has it been like, oh, you're the other one. You know. Yeah, no, you've always been included into that family. It really bothers me, uh, mainly because I've dealt with that when I tell people that, you know, John and I might adopt a child instead of having natural-born children. And they say, well, you know, they always come with problems. Well, so do dogs like and that. people adopt dogs. <laughs> yes, dogs. Oh, yes. Definitely dogs come up with lots of problems. Cats, Cats. come up with problems. Birds. Yeah. <laughs> Everything has what? problems. You can give birth to your own children and they're going to have problems too. So right. nothing comes without a little. Risk. Yeah, absolutely. Every risk is all over. It, just, it really bothers me because I feel like it puts so much emphasis on the fact that she's adopted and... I really think that a lot of the problem isn't necessarily that she's adopted. It's that she's cyborg. And Audrey has this real hatred for anything machinery because she feels the same way about Iko. Yes. Maybe and machinery she, with personality. Oh, that's probably true. I, think, I don't think she gets mad at her port screen. No. I mean, we learned I just, later on she bought a new port screen, right? Or we think she did. Really it's just, it's interesting did. to me because I grew up adopted. So I find it really frustrating. And I've never been separated from my sisters. My mother couldn't come to my wedding. Mm-hmm. So my dad gave me away. Okay. And when they said, who gives this woman in marriage? My dad said, her sisters and I do, which almost yeah. made me cry. Cause I didn't know he was going <laughs> to say that. It just came out of his mouth. That's but it's, he wasn't like, Oh, you know, my daughters slash her half-sisters or something. Yeah. It wasn't like her mother does or, you, you know, it was yeah. very inclusive of, like, well, I do, but so do her sisters. Like, her family, including me, is giving mm-hmm. her away. Because, it's. I mean, that's a big... I've never been separated from them in that way, and I don't like the fact that... And that was what was so great about those small interactions we got with Peony. I mean, 
Peony didn't necessarily... I think Peony treated her the same way she treated Aiko, but it was still with much more kindness and love and affection than she ever got from Audrey or Pearl. I think due to her youngness, her naivety... Naivety, yeah. Naivety. She treated Cinder differently because in the eyes of children and of younger adults or younger teens the world is very fresh there's no hatred in in life and she wasn't yes she was brought up with audrey and pearl but she never showed those characteristics that they have maybe because she's a better person i think definitely 100 percent a great person but she also she didn't have a preconceived notion of cyborgs when Cinder came into their life. And we get this reminder from Cinder that she should be wanting to sacrifice herself. She should. But and I who hate wants- this. I hate this cyborg sacrificial ideology that they have in this society. And even Cinder says, like, why don't I feel this way? Like so reading this, it almost feels like she's up she's chastising herself for not feeling like she should sacrifice herself, for not wanting to, shouldn't she feel like she needs to? I think, so being in the military, the, it was my want to be in the military, to be, to put my life on the I line guess. every once once in a while. But yeah. it's not everybody out there in the world that has that same drive. Absolutely. There, people in the world that I've met that are like, hell no, I would never join the military because I don't want to die. I don't want to kill someone is my thing. And I don't mind. I really, fine. I don't, I'm not. Death is not something I'm afraid of. I don't want to die anytime soon. Yeah. But in the services of someone I love, in the services of something I believe in, yeah, I'd probably die. Murder? I don't think I could do that one. Murder's not something I can stand with. I can't... And this, we don't need to get too, like, political or anything, but But, just, like, I couldn't join the military not because I couldn't die, but because I don't think I could live with the guilt of harming another human being. And I get that a lot. I do. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You are allowed to be your own person, and I'm allowed to be my person, and we can be friends. Yeah. And I married someone in the military, so obviously I don't have, like... Abhorrence. Yeah, I don't have reservations about it. It's just not for me. And that's fine. But yeah, sorry. (laughs) She's talking about... This part bothered me a little bit. She's talking about how Audrey and Pearl are the only family she has left. And I don't appreciate that because I think Aiko is her family. Aiko is definitely her family with her her um, bright personality. Her found family. Her, yes. Or not even her found family because Aiko was there when she was adopted. So technically she was adopted by Aiko too. But just it bothers me that she doesn't see Aiko that way. But she is happy to see her. She is. I think, I mean, family's fun. For some people, that family only means the people that they grew up with. Their cousins or their mom, dad, mom, mom, father, father. That type of nuclear family. When in reality, you do find your family, always. Mm -hmm. You're always going to find your family. And sometimes it's going to be out of the weirdest places, your co-worker's wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we became friends. That's my husband yeah. came home from work and said, I met this girl, and I think you would be really good friends with her. And I said, oh, yeah, why? And he goes, she makes her own clothes, and she likes Harry Potter, and she likes reading. And I was like, well, that does sound like someone I would be friends with. Yep. And now 
And then I, and like one of the first interactions we had, I was like, you should read these books. And then you read these books. I mean, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) And now we're doing podcasting. Yep. (laughs) But you make your own family. And I'm always a big proponent of that. I'm an only child. I have no siblings. So the sisters and brothers that I find are through the military, as I say that everybody in the military is either my brother or sister in arms. And we are always going to be together. So, so anyways, (laughs) this, I don't play Sims. So I tell do. me if I'm wrong, but this game that that she's playing, I think of as Sims. I think of it more of a more of a one-on-one like combat rather oh, than Sims. Because okay. Sims is like playing with life. That's their slogan. Is yes. Playing with life. And I'm I'm a simmer, so <laughs> so <laughs> I do you, know I'm not a simmer. However, if you're on Instagram, I highly suggest you start following Channery's Little Devil. She has like created this world and she's using the sims characters to act out scenes oh so you'll have to look at her instagram page because it's really 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 cool but i've never been into sims before i've never played i don't really know how it works or anything yeah i would so i'm just watching her do everything (laughs) this way and it looks so cool on channery's little like on her instagram page and then i try to read it in the book and i'm like that doesn't make sense after (laughs) all right off script you're going to have to come over sometime and watch me play Sims. I will play it for you. I will turn off some of the stuff for so that way you can actually watch me play it. But I think the game is more like... What is it? Like, ready, player one. And then there's, like, a player on each side. And they yeah, have, like, like, more like Mortal Kombat, yeah, but less okay. intense. Okay. I <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yes, yes. But keep that idea. That's perfect. <laughs> I love how... She's like, this is a an audio podcast, so you guys couldn't see this, but my entire explanation of that was I held up two hands <laughs> and then faced them towards each other. <laughs> and Ashley knew exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I see it, yeah. But it's more of a, rather than a uh, two-dimensional, it's, video three game, di- it's three-dimensional, and it's like, hol- like hologram. Yeah, it's a hol- I think they say it's a hologram. Because I, I also read in here, where's this bad boy at? I wrote in there, look, it's normal for girls to play video games, and there's nothing wrong with that, because there's this big, there's always been this big, debate. dumb, not debate, but stereotype, like, stereotype, yes, thank you, about women not playing video games. We do. We play games. We just The only video us. game I usually, but this is because I have seizures, and video games use a lot of strobe effects, mm-hmm. but I really like Spyro the Dragon. Spyro's a great game. Love that game. So, anyways. Uh, moving on. She's playing this game. And now I get stressed out again. Because... Okay. Here's my thing. Cinder does not want to be there. Audrey does not want her there. Audrey literally left her for dead. Sent yes. her to the pound to be euthanized. Ugh. Why does she have to go back? This is, this is my thing. I don't care that she's the guardian. As far as Audrey knows, she's dead. Right? Why does she have to go back? At all. Legal? She's, she's how dead. Old is, how old is... Cinder's 16. 16? I mean, what would you do? What would you have done when you were 16? I had an apartment when I was 16, so I'm a bad example. You are a very bad example. <laughs> like, like, what did you do when you were 16? I would have gone home. I would have oh. gone back home, because that's the only home that I've known. I mean, I would go and, like, steal Ico in the middle of the night, and then... <laughs> crash sleep and sleep with the rats inside the pumpkin and then figure something out (laughs) i don't know yeah but i just hate that she has to go back audrey doesn't want her there audrey is absolutely furious that she's alive Mm -hmm. 
Like, what does she say? I will be contacting the research facility to check your story and make sure you aren't lying about this. If you did something, if you ruined this one chance I had to help my daughter, like, she is genuinely furious. Yes. And doesn't it say, like, you couldn't even do that one? You cannot be that useless, is what Audrey says. She's useless. How dare you be alive? She's not useless. She's valuable. She's, But she's also not useless either because she is... She's the reason why they have money coming into their The reason she has that new port screen. Basically. Yep. She just... I love this whole argument with Audrey. She is throwing some serious shade. Right, like... And I wonder if she spent, like, the entire walk home thinking of... Thinking of, like, different comebacks. Because I've so done that. Like, in preparation for an argument, or even after having an argument with someone, when you think of, like, all these great things you (laughs) could have said. (laughs) Like, all these great things you could have said, and then you didn't get the chance to. And Mm -hmm. I, I just picture her on her way home, like thinking of all these great retorts, like getting all fumed and fired yeah. up on her walk and thinking all these great things to say like, oh, that would be a good comeback. How about I also say this? Like, Ooh, yes. Because what, what are some of the comebacks that she does? Because they're great. They're in some tests. They decided they didn't want me. You'll have to file an, a, an official complaint, I guess. So sorry to barge in. I can see you were very busy running your household. If you'll excuse me, I'd better go try to earn my keep so you might actually blink an eye the next time you find a convenient way to get rid of me. So oh my god. She's right? got, that's a great opening line, and I feel like she definitely practiced it on the yes. way home. I think she spent the way home coming up with different witty comebacks. And I love it. I'm here for it. I didn't even think about that when I went through. I did it. Yeah, when I was reading that, I was like, ooh, girl, what draft is this? Oof. (laughs) Big oof. What was the first version of this comeback? I... I love all the sarcasm that she throws This out. whole, con- I like so badly want this whole, I just want to read this whole conversation, but it's like four pages. <laughs> it is. But I just lot. love everything about their argument. It's so intense. Yes. And I get like, I start to feel the frustration just being the reader of the, the argument that's going yes. on. I don't like that she throws out the word orphan because she was technically adopted. She's not an orphan anymore. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. She literally says, Your position in this household has not changed, and I do not appreciate being spoken to in such a disrespectful manner by the orphan that I accepted into my home. An orphan is even italicized. Yeah, it's I hate I hate that word. I do like that she stopped herself. She stopped herself from she was about to snap and go on this mm-hmm. rant and she stopped herself from telling Audrey her true value. Yes. Which is good, because then she can keep that secret to herself and exploit it. Yes. Audrey is ready to die on this hill. She cannot get past blaming Cinder for everything. For everything. She just, she literally, right off the bat, if you're so useless, you were supposed to be the one thing I could do to save my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like what Cinder said, she was the sacrificial lamb. She's getting blamed for Garen's death again. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know why, but this stuck out to me so bad when she says, welcome home, Cinder. It felt so, like, horror movie. She was just welcome like, home. she was just like, <laughs> fine, welcome home, Cinder. Like, it just felt. You'd say doll, but I'm like, oh, it's so creepy. But that's the voice I felt it when I heard, yeah. when I was reading it. The voice I heard was, fine, 
welcome home, Cinder. But so long as you continue to live in my home, you will continue to obey my orders. Do you understand? Like, Yuck. I picture that. I Yuck. picture that. Yeah, it's gross. Yuck. It's gross. <laughs> it's written in the book. So, Becca wanted me to point this out. She does have a bedroom. She has, yes. Yay. But she doesn't have a bed. But she doesn't have a bed. She's got, like, a pile of old blankets. Which, I Like mean, a dog. Oh, well, I was going to say a nest. Oh. We call those nests. Okay, that's cuter than what I was thinking. So, oh, you underlined something I skipped. Oh, my Pay bills. my bills. Pay my Pay bills. Pay my bills. Yep. I have a lot. I have <laughs> so a Destin, lot underlined. <laughs> Destiny's child throwback for anyone oh, my, my age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obey your orders. Would Do the chores, get a job, and pay my bills. Which she could get easily get a job. Well, maybe not that easily because she's entitled little butt hat. But I just had like an aha moment. Uh oh! This is the Cinderella. Cinderella. In the Disney version of Cinderella, there's this moment in the beginning where they're ringing the bells and they're going, Cinderella, do this, Cinderella, do that, Cinderella, yeah. do this. And that's when that sound goes on with the mice where it's Cinderella, Cinderella. So here we have, do the chores, Cinder. Get a job so I can pay my bills, Cinder. Cinder. Go play lab rat for these deranged scientists, Cinder. And I just realized that that's like a Cinderella moment there where she's, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that just came to me. Good so aha moment. Yeah, I love aha moments. This is one of the things I love about rereading these books with, like, such a fine-tooth comb as I'm finding all this stuff. All this stuff that she just throws in there. Yeah. Yeah. I also... Heaped on the pile of blankets she called a bed. So, yeah, it is kind of like a nest. I was picturing, like, a bunch of old blankets in the corner of a very small closet. Like, the closet in my house. Oh. <laughs> So, and the closet in my house is like two foot by one foot. It's pretty small. It's very small. Closet. I can barely get a laundry basket and a vacuum in there. I love the fact that we get brought back to Iko. I Iko is like the sunshine that has been missing from the last few chapters. I yeah. can only imagine how happy Becca is to have her back. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. What did I write? Yeah, I wrote, Aiko is the sunshine that these chapters have been missing. She is a, meta- a metallic ball of light and happy. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so sweet. That's what I wrote in she my is, notes. But she wraps her arms around Cinder's leg and is just very, very excited that she's home. Yeah. Cinder is home. And I think that's a big one. And she was so upset. How is this possible? I was sure you'd be killed. Right. So, she was so distraught. Super distraught. And she tells her the story. She tells her everything. Yes. And how valuable she is. Except she left out the part about Prince Kai. Of course. I mean, you can't let... You can't let all your secrets out, right? Yeah, (laughs) but Aiko would have been so happy to find that out. She would have. I like how Aiko goes in and says... Well, now that you have money, you can buy yourself a pretty dress. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, oh, of course, I go thinks of dresses first. Dresses. And I said, aw, so sweet. It's super sweet and naive, but super, super sweet. The buttons. Yes. I thought of, I thought of the Cinderella, too, the movie, where she, like, rips off the, yes. the pearls and the buttons and throws them. And, yeah. Because it says, it says she would probably tear it off me and try to resell the buttons. Yes. Which I don't think, I'm a seamstress as well on the side. I don't think there's a high market for buttons, but all right, <laughs> whatever. We, this is the future. Maybe it's different. Well, I guess, honestly, it doesn't seem like you need much to impress Audrey. 
No. Anyways, now we get this talk about the dress and my favorite thing from Iko, and you underlined it, and I'm so glad. <laughs> you're valuable. I just yes. love the way they do that in the audiobook. Where she's like, you're valuable. Like, you're so valuable. She puts so much emphasis on that word, and it's so great that she has Iko right now to really, like cope her through all of this yes because she almost like we mentioned earlier she almost has more to look forward to now she than did she did before peony was taken yes. yes i liked so with the with the dress i like that Iko kept the dress i thought that was very yeah. sweet and that she has this pile of silver fabric just in the <laughs> corner and it's it's there it's it's that symbol yes that she lost her sister but she still has it she still has something of her Yes, and she still has she has something that she can look at every day. Mm-hmm. Something to remember her for. Yeah. I also thoroughly enjoyed the the list that she comes up with. Becca pointed out how handy that would be. <laughs> right. I wish I could have that because I need that for groceries. Not gonna lie, I have John. He's the best. He makes the list and it's legible. That's the biggest part. But so she has a list. She has her list. And this is her list. Get car, assess condition, find parts, download wiring blueprint, order gasoline, and fix, in parentheses, Kai's Android. Yes, she needs to fix Kai's Android. And you're going to get a car. This is what she's telling Aiko. She's like, this money is not going to a stupid little dress so we can go to a dumb ball. We're getting that pumpkin fixed up, and we are getting out of here. We are getting out of Dodge. Yes. 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 Fix. And she thinks that she can fix his android in a couple weeks. Yeah. And as simultaneously working on this car. So she's hoping that within the next month, they're going to be gone. Within the next yep. fortnight, she's going to be out. What a word. I love that word. I know you do. We talked about it. Yeah. I love that word. <laughs> so that's our chapter for this week. And I have Becca's quote. Woo! She texted Yay! it to me just a little while ago. And it is, I'd better go try to earn my keep so you might actually blink an eye the next time you find a convenient way to get rid of me. Indeed but it was, Becca. It was a badass burn. I'm surprised it wasn't anything Iko said. Not gonna <laughs> lie, Becca. I know she was really happy to have Iko back. Yes. So, I'm what sure. Was, what was my quote? Yes, yeah, so what was your quote? My quote is the ending. Oh, is that the same quote yeah, as mine? Yeah, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, because that car is going to get us out of here. Same. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> we high-fived because you guys can't hear it, but we nope. high-fived. That was definitely my quote. I loved the ending to that chapter. I feel like every single quote, though, that I've picked is, like, within the last two paragraphs. So, yeah, that was our quotes. Our quotes. Because I really love that. Because, <laughs> our quote. <laughs> because that car is going to get us out of here. It's sense of freedom is what I got from it. I don't know about you, but... I got a sense of, like... Adventure. Adventure, freedom, determination. Yeah. Those would be my words for that. And this is the journey. Like, this is the hero journey that she's going on. And that's very exciting. I love so. that. You said it so well. Yeah. The Thank hero you. journey. <laughs> you should so, like the indeed. <laughs> for this week. <laughs> sorry. So, for this week, there is one Easter egg. Woo! And next week, we're going to do chapter 16. And in the meantime... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and visit our website. And you can find the link to our website on our Facebook and our Instagram. And send in your submissions for Fan Art Friday to our 
Instagram, our Facebook, our email, princekaifanpod at gmail.com. However you want to contact us, do it. Yeah, and you can do it on our website. If you go to our website, you can actually go to the page that says fan art, and I, I made a little thing so you can submit your fan art. You just have to click the contact button, That's and awesome. it'll bring up, like, a little email, and you can send us an email with Great. your... yeah. Yay! So, in the meantime, uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help us out, please rate, review, and subscribe. And um, if you want to leave a review, it's really simple. You can just message it to me on Instagram or re- email it to us. Or or even just putting a comment in SoundCloud. That's what I've done in the past. Yep, that works for me. Super easy. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and if you write us a review, we'll read it on air. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget to send questions comments or concerns and we'll answer them on the next episode no spoilers no spoilers but as river song would say spoilers Spoilers. i love her so i see you next week see you next week Bye. bye the passages read for you today are from cinder by marissa meyer this podcast is hosted and produced by bethany finger today's special guest was ashley leonard Thank you for listening.